Right now on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing a prophecy warning about possible attacks coming on American soil in the coming year. Also, as prophecy has predicted, we're seeing the rise of Christian persecution and anti-Semitism in these last days. We need to stand our ground and be prepared for what's coming. And also, one month today since the attacks on Israel. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us here right now on Truth Today. Uh, this is Pastor Sharam Hadian with our Truth, uh, Truth and Love Ministry. Uh, we're, we're, we're glad you can join us um, today. Lots going on in the world, lots going on in America. This is Election Day, 2023, of course, and uh, um, there's some things we can cover there, some interesting uh, things to, to watch uh, in order to see whether um, we're going to have free and fair elections in America. But today I wanted to talk about a different subject with you um, as we celebrate, or not celebrate, forgive me, as we remember um, now one month since the October 7th attacks on Israel, and then what is um, transpired since that, it has been really incredible to watch folks what has happened in the world, uh, how we have seen now um, the Islamic world, the Islamic movement, many Muslims uh, showing their true colors, showing the true agenda. I know this again because I'm a former Muslim, came out of it, born in Iran, raised as a Muslim. Then I left for um, left Islam for Christianity 24 years ago. Uh, and according to Islam, I'm an apostate. I deserve to be killed. So we're seeing an alarming rise that the Bible has prophesied about in the last days about persecution of Christians and hatred of Jews. And probably, as I've shared with you over the last number of shows, the most grieving thing is the deception within the church and within Christians who are so convinced that they are correct on believing that Israel um, should not be in the land, that there is nothing that has to do with the Bible, nothing ha that, that, that none of this has to do with God. This is simply geopolitical. Um, it's simply uh, the plan of the globalist. To, to, to further create World War III, which I'm not discounting that there's a global agenda to wreak havoc on the world. If, if anything, our ministry has been exposing that since um, the pandemic. But it has been alarming how much Christians are trying to use the Bible uh, or arguing about John Darby because, oh, you people who are dispensationalists, you're just following John Darby. No, I'm following the Bible, and I clearly see in the Bible a very different plan as far as nationality and land, not salvation, but as far as nationality and land, I see a very different plan that God has for, for, for the Jewish people, for Jerusalem, for Zion. If you are willing to listen to what... The scripture says, go back and watch what I just taught on Sunday night at our house church on 
the designation of Jesus Christ as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And the significance of that and all of the things that it means for the fact that the Lion of tribe of Judah is coming back on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. He is not done with Jerusalem. He's not done with Mount Zion. He's not done with the Jewish people. There is a plan of God that is separate and distinct from the launch and the birth of the church. And this plan is not in any way uh, giving a different covenant for salvation as many in the camp continue to accuse us of who are dispensational of calling and believing in dual covenant theology. It's a straw man argument. It's a weak argument. They do it because they have nothing else to argue about. They can't point to where, where scripture was fulfilled. The, the simplest question to those who are covenant theology, replacement theology, the simplest question to them is, show me exactly throughout history and throughout the Bible where this was fulfilled. Where were these things in the book of Revelation, Matthew chapter 24, Daniel 9, where were these things fulfilled? They don't have a good answer. They want to argue Darbyism. But listen, replacement theology, covenant theology is also very new in thinking. Because the early church understood the significance that God has a separate dealing with Israel than he does with the church in regards to a covenant of nationality, a covenant of land, a covenant of, 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 of uh, raising up the dry bones. Ezekiel, read Ezekiel chapter 36 and 37. Those prophecies in Ezekiel could not have been fulfilled until Israel became a nation again. And in regards to chapter 37, it's only happened in uh, one part of it, part A of it. The second part has not yet been fulfilled because eventually Jesus will deal with the Jewish people. He will become their Messiah. Those who are left at the end of the tribulation, he will become their Messiah. And it's not because of a separate covenant. It will be finally because of after all of the shaking that God does through the tribulation. The tribulation period, predominantly as Daniel says in chapter 9, is to deal, Daniel, with your people, the Jews, and your holy city, Jerusalem. There's going to be a massive shaking. And through that, they will. those who are left will finally come to have their eyes open. The scales will fall off and they will see Yeshua, Jesus, as their Messiah, as the coming King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, I didn't want to go too much into that tangent today, but I just want to let you know that I believe that this is part of the prophetic warning, part of the prophetic warning. And today we've titled our show something very specific, and I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm, I'm going to share with you uh, a, 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 a prophecy that came across my path uh, Sunday morning, something the Lord put on my heart. The reason I believe that he's, he led me to title my sermon, The Lion of the Tribe of Judah from Sunday night, is because I believe that God is alarmed and, and, and righteously angry at what the nations are plotting for Jews, for Israel, for that land, for Jerusalem, and also for America. How could it be that we pray for America, we pray, God, please bless America, God, please have mercy on America, God, please intervene and bring revival in America, and then, and then, when we bring out what must happen for that, for, for, for that awakening and uh, revival to happen, now all of a sudden, people disconnect things. 
and they don't understand that prophecy, prophecy, the, the main function of prophecy in the Bible was warning. Whether Jesus prophesies about the warnings about the second coming or about the events leading to the second coming and the end of the age, or whether the Old Testament prophets prophesied, the majority of prophecy wasn't future telling, it was warnings about what is to come. And so today I've titled our show, A, a, a Prophecy Warning, Attacks on America Coming. Attacks on America Coming. And I want to start there and then we'll go into the pro prophetic warning about the rise of Christian persecution and the rise of anti-Semitism. That is exactly what we see happening in a greater measure as we get closer to this period of time. So um, I'm going to bring up a screenshot and I'm going to share with you, again, I do not... Very rarely do I share so-and-so had a dream or a vision or a prophecy. Very rarely do I share those things, even in our own ministry. I'm very, very careful, very cautious to not in any way ever call myself prophetic. Or there are times where God speaks to us. There's times that I've shared on, in our ministry things that I believe God has laid on my heart for a warning. Like when I have brought the warning that I believe that we are potentially in a national divorce. That God may be issuing a writ of divorce to this nation because of our rebellion against Him or towards Him. And how divided we are. So, I want to get into this warning. Take it with a grain of salt. Pray on it and take it back to the Word of God. I'm going to show you today from also evidence outside of this prophetic warning. I'm going to show you evidence that intelligence, uh, as much as I've been on different shows in the last month since the October 7th attacks on Israel, intelligence from a national security standpoint backs up what this prophetic warning is. So here's the image that I want to bring up um, Drive, you can please bring up that image of the three, no, um, right there. There we go. So Jeremiah Johnson, let's keep this up just for a minute. Jeremiah Johnson, I don't always follow his ministry, but he comes out Sunday morning and says, Saturday, November 5th, the Lord gave him three dreams, and he believes they're prophetic, and here's what the dreams are, and then I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on each one. Number one, he saw dreams of the terror sleeper cells across America. He was in a meeting with, with, with these in the dream, and he, he speaks of areas that they're, um, they're, they're concentrated. And so, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Number two, the second dream was he saw a three-headed cobra or snake rising up. And this three-headed cobra represents three things. The rise of Marxism, the rise of anti-Semitism, or Jew hatred, which, by the way, all go with Islam. This is what we call... Go ahead and come back to me for a second, please, Drea. Um, folks, this is what we call the red-green axis, right? We've been warning about this for so long that there's an axis of power that the enemy is using. We know it's spiritual warfare. We know it's Satan but it's an axis of, of, of power 
that Satan's using between those who are committed to the red, communism, Marxism, socialism, globalism, and ultimately globalism, right? Because it's, it's really socialism to Marxism to communism to then globalism. That's really what we're seeing. And then on the green side, you have Islam, the Islamic world, the Islamic movement. Islam, green is the one of the colors of Islam. And by the way, can you bring up the flag of Palestine for me, so-called Palestine, Drea? Um, as we talked about this flag of Palestine, I shared with you the other day, several people have emailed me saying, isn't it interesting, and I've covered this, that this, these, there's four colors represented here in this flag, red, black, white, and green, the, the flag of so-called Palestine, which we know there is no such thing. I believe this is part of Satan's end time stirring because this flag, those colors, represent the four horsemen of Revelation chapter 6. The rider on the white horse being that we know it's the Antichrist spirit, then the rider on the red horse that draws peace from the earth and causes war, then the rider that comes on the pale green horse um, uh, to, to bring famine and shortages, and the rider that comes on the black horse to bring death. And so these four, interestingly, are the colors of the so-called Palestinian flag, which is run by Hamas, which if you've been following us and other ministries, you know in Hebrew the word Hamas means violence or perpetrating violence. It is inciting violence, and this is the, the hallmark of the spirit that is behind uh, what you see right now. The spirit that you see rising, the Antichrist spirit, is ultimately a spirit of violence, and it is found in within the teachings of Islam. It is found within the teachings of many of these Muslim nations, if not all. And what you're seeing and hearing from mosques and clerics, Islamic clerics around the world, and this coincides, this hatred and violence then coincides with the, with the rise of Christian persecution and the rise of anti-Semitism, which anti-Semitism has now gone up over 1,200% in the last month. Christian persecution that I've been warning about for years is now the worst it has been in church history, numerically speaking, as far as the sheer number of Christians around the world that are under harm's way. So let's go back to the prophetic dreams. Can you please go back to the image, please, Raya? So this three-headed snake represents the rise of Marxism, that's the red, the rise of Jew hatred or anti-Semitism, that's coming from the green, and then the desire of the enemy to stop the rise of Esther. This is very interesting. It resonates with me, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And the number three, gather so you can scatter. This is a call to the church that we need to gather and put further emphasis on discipleship and growth. Go ahead and please come back to me, Drya. Um, so that we can go out and be witnesses and fulfill the Great Commission. The emphasis of the church must not be on just growth in the church as far as numbers. It must not be on church planting or church buildings. It must be to teach and feed the body, equip them, disciple them so they can go out. God's calling the church to go out. 
and also, I believe, preparing the church for the environment to have greater discipleship, which is why we, as a ministry, are putting more of a focus on house churches. And you'll see the importance of that as we talk about persecution. So, going back to this dream, here's the warning. Again, today's show is called Attacks on America Coming. The warning of this is, Jeremiah Johnson believes the Lord showed him. And this, this completely lines up with everything from an intel perspective that we're seeing as far as our, our, our uh, non-existent uh, southern border, who's coming across the border in regards to um, military-aged men, and, me and many of them are coming from Muslim countries. Many of them are coming from countries like Yemen and Syria and Iran, um, then, of course, China, um, Russia, then Afghanistan, then Pakistan. And then on top of that, you have all these unvetted refugees in America, and they wanted to bring more in. You have many sleeper cells, including with Hezbollah and their unit 901, a very specialized unit of Hezbollah that is, we know, has been in America and sleeper cells. In the dream, Jeremiah Johnson says that the Lord showed him that these meetings were happening in suburbs, not in the major cities, but in suburbs. And specifically, he names several cities and several uh, states. Specifically, three that are Muslim strongholds. Michigan, folks in Michigan pay attention. Minnesota, folks in Minnesota pay attention. Maryland, folks in Maryland pay attention. And then there was also some aspects of Indiana, Illinois. I think New York is there. Texas, possibly. The Muslim strongholds. The areas where they've been given carte blanche access, like in Minnesota with the Islamic call of prayer being broadcast five times a day on loudspeakers over 20 city blocks in downtown Minneapolis or in New York where the Islamic call of prayer is now being allowed every Friday without a permit across the entirety of the, of the boroughs of New York. In these areas, the warning, the prophetic warning is they're getting ready and they're waiting for their orders. And this is a call to not fear. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind, power, and love. It is not a call to fear. It is a call to prayer and action. We must increase our prayer covering. We must increase intercession and ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us how to pray for this nation and for our cities. I completely 100% resonate with this. I also resonate with the second dream of the three cobras where, again, you see on our college campuses right now, the manifestation over the last month of the Marxists and the Muslims joining forces in these so-called pro-Palestinian rallies, which are nothing but violent fests. Just, just I'll, I'll cover it just in a little bit. In fact, let's cover it now, Jariah. Can you go... Um, it is, let me go here. Uh, where is that? Times of Israel. Can you bring that up? A Jewish man was killed. Um, the times of Israel right there, right there. 
Jewish man dies after being struck in the head by a pro, quote, Palestinian protester. Um, Paul Kessler, 69, was murdered. He was hit in the, in, the, in the head with a megaphone. And right after this, you see this woman there in the image with a free Palestine. Can you go back to that real quick, please? Drya? With a free Palestine imagery and flag. And she's sitting there. And then right after they take him away from the, with, the, with the ambulance, he later dies in the hospital. They go back. They go back to their chance. But yet, what is going to be the consequences of the murder of this Jew on an American city in Los Angeles by a Muslim Arab who is, quote, Palestinian? This is not being talked about by the White House. This is not being dealt when the White House is dealing with their combating Islamophobia. Uh, if you go back to our show, uh, Drive, you can bring up that image from our show last week. Was it last week I think we did this? Yeah, Islamophobia, hysteria. Criticize Hamas or Islam and go to jail. And now the White House is saying that this is a matter of national security. They're going to come after people like us. So this is a religiously motivated hate crime. And yet we are oblivious to it because we are, you know, people are so caught up with the so-called genocide in Gaza. But the second part of this dream, of this prophetic warning, folks, is that there's going to be a rise of Marxism, which we're seeing, a rise of anti-Semitism, which we're seeing. In the dream, he talks about that the church is once again blind to these things. That is so prophetic. That is such a warning. In fact, many of the social gospel churches have been promoting both Marxism and anti-Semitism. Replacement theology in its inherent nature becomes anti-Semitic and pro-Islam. But let me get to the third part of that um, dream. And that is Satan wants to subdue Esther's. What does that mean? Well, if we go back to the story of Esther and the story of Mordecai, right? God raised up Mordecai. God raised up Esther to be one who comes to the aid when Satan has put into plan a, 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 a um, specific tactic to annihilate the Jewish people. During World War II and the rise of Nazism, uh, National Socialism, and the rise of anti-Semitism throughout Europe, there were not Esthers. Satan subdued those Esthers. The churches were silent. In Germany, most of the churches were silent. Most of the churches were either complicit or silent. There were not enough Esthers to warn about what was coming. And the warning of, of, of the dream that Jeremiah Johnson is claiming that God has given him is that once again, Satan 
is working to suppress the esters. Where do the esters come from? The esters come from the church. The esters must come from within the body of Christ, those who are following God, spirit-filled. It's not talking just about the Jews. It's talking about believers who know their God, know the Holy Spirit, and are bringing a warning like we are trying to bring about what is about to rise. This is a warning about what is rising. This, this, this snake, this beast, this three-headed cobra is rising. It's, it's been there, right? It's been there. And he saw tunnels and he saw, just like Hamas with their tunnels, he saw tunnels after tunnels. The snake has burrowed itself, but now it's coming out of the tunnels and it's ready to strike. Listen, folks, please take heed. And part of the striking of the enemy is to subdue the voice of the Esters who are warning about another annihilation tactic, potentially the end times annihilation tactic. This would have been the greatest opportunity for us to witness to Jews, to stand with Jews, to yes, preach the gospel to them, but to stand with them and say, we stand with you. I'm not talking about the Israeli government. I'm not talking about uh, their decisions of how they're running this war. I'm talking about with the right of the Jewish people, understanding the Bible is coming to pass, understanding prophecy is coming to pass. And frankly, I am disgusted at what I'm seeing from pastors and Christians because they, again, they want you to tolerate their point of view, but they do not tolerate our point of view from Scripture. They want to bash dispensationalism. They want to bash these things while advocating for their cause and wanting us to listen to them. Well, let me tell you, folks, it is not and can never be a two-way street. You can't ask for tolerance when all you... Uh, dish out is disdain and, and mocking. I saw a pastor that I know that I'm so disappointed in. A, fr a good friend back in Spokane who said, for all those I stand with Israel, are the Jews standing with Jesus? Of course not. That's an ignorant statement, pastor good friend. That's ignorant. We know the Jews are not standing with Jesus because they're not yet in the time of the Lord. Praise God for the small handful of Messianic Jews. But they're not yet in the Lord. That's why Ezekiel 37 part B has not yet been fulfilled, meaning they're in the land, the bones have come to life, but there's no breath in them because the breath is the Holy Spirit. That's the entire purpose of the tribulation. That's the entire purpose of God's plans. He has not yet dealt, finished dealing with the Jewish people. So stop clickbaiting. When I say I stand with Israel, we're talking about the right of them to be in the land and not to be massacred. There is no moral equivalency to what is happening in Gaza. 
There is none. When you start a war, you better be ready to fight that war. And yes, I'm grieved for the Arabs in Gaza that are being governed by the demonic Hamas or demonic Islam. I am grieved for every Muslim that is being governed by a demonic anti-Christ spirit that is called Islam. I grieve for every Muslim. That's why we need to have great boldness to share Christ with these Muslims. I grieve for the Muslims in Michigan and Minnesota and Maryland and Texas and New York and all over the Amer United States and all over the world. For every two billion of, of, of the Muslims that are under this demonic deception and then they have lukewarm, woke Christians telling them, we all worship the same God. We're all Abrahamic. We have interfaith and multi-faith. Rather than calling them out of Islam. Christianity is not a better way. It's the only way. So when I say I stand with Israel and the Jewish people, this is not a statement about their salvation. We can separate. We have enough of a brain, Christians, to separate the aspect of salvation and what God has laid out for individual salvation and then dealing with a nationality and a people group and dealing with the fact, just like in Iran, there are outstanding prophecies. God has not been done dealing with the Persians. Jeremiah chapter 49. There is an outstanding promise that is yet to be fulfilled for Elam because God says he will break the bow of Elam, which is the name for ancient Persia. He's not done dealing with them. And Jeremiah 49 says that then once God scatters them and brings them back, he's going to set his throne there. You know why he's going to set his throne there? Also with Jerusalem? I believe this is a secondary headquarters to his main headquarters that's going to be in Jerusalem. But it's the secondary headquarters. You know why? Where is Elam? Elam is in southwest Iran. Elam is where Persia uh, was, the he was headquartered. Persepolis, Elam is where the prophet Daniel got the vision of Daniel chapter 9 and of the 70 weeks. Elam is where uh, the city of Shushan or Susa, where Esther and Mordecai saved the Jews. You see, there's an interconnected, beauty, beautiful relationship between Persians and Jews. So you have all of these white Christian Americans that are turning on Israel and pushing their their replacement theology garbage. And then they get upset if we call it a demonic ideology. We're not saying you're demonic. We're saying this is a lie from the pit of hell. Just like interfaith and multi-faith and social justice, all of these are, are lies from the pit of hell. I'm not calling my brethren demonic. You're, but I'm saying, as Paul warned us, that in the last days, many will fall away from the faith, paying attention or giving heed to doctrines of demons and a lying spirit. That's what we're talking about. These are doctrines of demons and a lying spirit. Replacement theology is a doctrine of demons. Covenant theology is a doctrine of demons. Preterism and partial preterism is a doctrine of demons. I'm not basing my view of, of understanding a separate plan of God for uh, physical Israel and the Jewish people and, and the church of Jesus Christ. I'm not basing that on Darby. I've never even read Darby. 
I simply came to the Bible as a Muslim, read the Bible as now a Christian, and plain as day, I can see that there is a different plan of God for the Jewish people. He's not done with them. He's not done with Jerusalem. He's not done with the, 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 the land covenant. I can plain as day see that. But what I can also see is I can see exactly what Jeremiah Johnson is talking about is that Satan is about to strike and put upon the church the subduing of the voices of Esther who are right now rising and saying, warning, 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 warning. We are seeing the rise of the red, Marxism, globalism, communism, socialism. We are seeing the rising of the green, Islam. Once again, it's been there all along, folks. The last three and a half years, our ministry, it was like it went dormant because nobody cared about Islam. Many of you are watching, if you're honest with yourself, most of you didn't care about Islam a month ago. You didn't. But now all of a sudden, after the attacks, well, guess what? Our ministry's been warning about this for the last 20 years and the last 14 since we've been traveling and speaking. And it's back with a vengeance because the, the cobra is come out and it's about to strike. And part of the strike is to silence the voices of the Esthers in the churches that are warning. And if you're the voice of Mordecai, if you're the voice of Esther, as I believe our ministry is, do not let them silence you. Do not let them berate you and beat you with all their posts on Facebook or wherever they're commenting and all their attacks. Do not let them silence you. You got to be the voice of Esther. You got to be the voice of Mordecai. You got to be the voice of the minority of, of those German churches that were warning about what was coming. And I'm telling you right now, this is 1938, 1939, Nazi Germany, but it's happening in 2023. And part of the target of this is America because these terror cells are in America. They are they're waiting. There's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be massive attacks coming in 2024. We have the most important election in the history of America and potentially in the history of the world because we are about to go from a place of election to selection permanently. If this doesn't do it, if God doesn't intervene, if God doesn't do it and intervene because of our prayers and intercession, America is done. And the globalists will rapidly march into their worldwide agenda, 2020, agenda 2030, and all of their globalist plans that we've been warning about with our DVD, The Great Pushback, and then One World Religion Rising, our brand new two DVDs. So this is, um, I'm trying to look at some of the comments but this is exactly why I'm so concerned. So concerned. And I'm bringing this warning. You got to pray into this. And folks in other parts of the country, it doesn't allow us to go to sleep. Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago, they arrested a guy right here in Knoxville, Tennessee, giving aid to ISIS. 
You saw all throughout Europe this past weekend, all these so-called rallies, pro-Palestinian, but yet they have Hezbollah flags. They have ISIS flags. They have Taliban flags. Hmm. So they're, they're now siding with Islamic terrorist organizations that are truly Islamic. That's why we keep saying Hamas is Islam. Hamas is ISIS. ISIS is Hamas. ISIS is Islam. Muslim Brotherhood is Hamas. They're all the same, folks. It's all the same. And don't get distracted by a few Muslims coming out saying, we don't side with this. Yes, there were Muslims in, in, in Israel that are fighting with the IDF. And there's always going to be individual Muslims that do not follow their ideology. But the ideology of this evil demonic book, the Quran, and everything that Islam stands for, is now being manifested. The third part of this dream, very important, is that the Lord is saying, in this hour, it is the greatest hour for the church, the remnant church. Because the call is to gather and equip and then scatter the church. It is not about building your empire. It is not about building your mega churches. I want to encourage you, if you're part of those big churches, get out. If they're not standing and calling for what, we're, we're, what I'm saying to you right now, the focus on discipleship, the focus on equipping, the focus on internal growth, not being seeker-driven, seeker-sensitive, oh, we're going to water down the message. No, those are now the lukewarm churches. Get out. And pray that God will bring in your path. And if you can't find it, then join ministries like ours that are seeking to start house churches. We are going to go public November, uh, December 3rd, we, we had to push it back a week from November 26th. So our first public service here in uh, Tennessee, East Tennessee, will now be December 31st. Uh, six o'clock is our service. If you're local here, we do a potluck at five o'clock on the first Sunday of the month. We will have one more house church meeting on November 26th. And then after that, we will launch our house churches here that will be meeting throughout the week. And then we already are working on another one in Georgia. And then we will follow up with all of you who have been emailing us saying we want to start seeing house churches in your areas. In the meantime, stay connected to the ministry. Stay connected to the teaching. But the warning of, of, of this prophetic dream that Jeremiah Johnson had that I believe, again, it resonates with my spirit. It resonates with the word of God is that in the last days, God is going to be bringing the church full circle to, to the way it started. And the way the church started was meeting house to house along with the temple courts. But the church was absolutely about discipleship making and not about church growth or building growth or my empire growth. I think God's going to remove... Um, uh, God's going to remove... His, his, his anointing and blessing on churches that then refuse to make this shift. If they're in the old uh, mindset, if they're in the let's get our church bigger mindset, let's, let's, just, let's just have more people come and more services, you need to be in a mindset, pastors, of multiplication. We need to multiply. And so um, this is going to be so important. But I truly see um, these three things coming to pass, especially 
One more time. Again, if you joined us today late, attacks on America are coming. Folks, on a practical level, I want to encourage you. We talked about this last night at our Patriot Network meeting. You need to stock up on all of the things you need. What we saw in Israel, the military, the police didn't help people. People were targeted and massacred in their homes, coming door to door. When chaos breaks out this summer in our cities in a worse way than even 2020, because that's exactly what they're planning, then they will go from the cities once the trucks are not going to go into the cities, folks, once food is not going to go into the urban areas, guess what those people are going to do when they get hungry? They're going to come out in the suburbs. And when they come out into the suburbs, they're going to be looking for places, for food, for people who are affluent, people who have generators running if there's a power outage, people who are driving their cars because they have gas, you have money. You need to put together some sort of a rapid response team in your area. Get together with some like-minded neighbors, some like-minded believers. I want to encourage you to get trained. If you're able to, get armed. Learn how to protect your home and your family. You are the last line of defense between the, uh, besides the angels of God. You are that last line of defense. Have a fallback position to go to if things get hairy. You have family in more rural areas. Make sure you have enough food for a few weeks. Make sure you have enough water, medical, communications. How will you communicate? Do you have a ham radio, a GMRS radio? Do you have any um, medical supplies on hand, extra medicines, extra supplies? These are things that you should be preparing now because it's not a matter of if there will be attacks on America. It's a matter of when and how many attacks will happen on America because the point of terror is to cause chaos. And I don't believe that Jeremiah Johnson's prophecy, folks, is thus says the Lord. It is a prophecy and a warning that is conditional, meaning that this is what he's seeing could happen. This is what he's seeing can come about. So let's go to some of our um, headlines as well um, in regards to this. A um, couple of things I want to cover here real quick, Jariah. Um, we now get information, again, as part of the attacks coming in America, we know this is going to include Iran. We know this is going to be activation of Iran and their Hezbollah cells. Um, we know that it's also going to probably include China. But here is now we're finding out this was all about money, the timing of this. Let's go to the Hamas, the Geller report. Um, that uh, right there. Hamas had planned the massacre according to uh, reports coming out of Iran. Um, this is saying that they were planning to do it during Passover because they wanted even more casualties. Listen, folks, listen, look at this. 
They wanted to do it during Passover because there would have been so many Jews in Israel and there would have been a, 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 even a greater massacre. But then because Iran wanted the $6 billion from Biden, they delayed, they delayed until they got the money and looked for a secondary date, which was again on the anniversary of Yom Kippur, 50 years. Um, then we have, uh, let's go to the Jerusalem Post article, Drya, over a quarter, right there, you just passed it, a quarter of now Hamas officials are now being given sanctuary across the Middle East. So these are war criminals that are now being given sanctuary in countries like Yemen, Qatar, Iran, um, uh, um, Syria, um, Jordan, uh, Turkey. So you want to know if the Middle East and all these Muslim nations are on board with what Hamas did? And what Islam calls for, the annihilation of, of the Jews, calling them apes and pigs and monkeys? The answer should be yes. The answer should be yes. Here's another article. Uh, do you have that memory one from Iran, Drya? Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, the other one. No, no, you were there. You were there on that memory one, right there. Uh, here is an article. Here is the Iranian defense minister, Mohammad Reza uh, Ghare'i. Uh, Ashtiani, the Americans are in a bind. Sent us pleading messages. Unless there's a ceasefire in Gaza, they will suffer heavy blows. So Iran is once again warning and saying that America is worried and wants to save themselves. Supposedly, this is this is what is, is the reality of the Biden or Biden administration. Don't pay attention to, oh, we're standing with Israel. Look at what they're actually doing. Don't look at what they're just saying. Look at what they're actually doing. Combat Islamophobia. It's all about Muslims. It's all about Islamophobia. Who cares about anti-Semitism, really? And, oh, by the way, they're afraid of, 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 of uh, the ramifications of protecting themselves because Iran is going to strike them. They know that Iran has the capability through their proxies to strike America and American targets, whether overseas or here in America, because they've so allowed so many of these terror cells in America that we got to arm ourselves just like the Jewish citizens are doing now. The government, it took this, it took the attacks on October 7th, the worst attacks since the Holocaust, to then do what? For the Israeli government to disband all their gun laws and call for um, uh, Israeli citizens to get armed and trained. That's what we should be doing in America, folks. Forget about gun control. Forget about the nonsense of gun control. We should be arming and getting trained and being ready to defend our communities. These rapid response teams we talked about last night are either to assist law enforcement because most places you live, the law enforcement is gonna be overwhelmed if we see these type of attacks, number one. Number two, many of them are gonna, in, in, in liberal uh, areas, are gonna get stand down orders to allow this mayhem to happen as we've already seen over the last four weeks. Number three, then they are not gonna be enough manpower because like here in our county, at any given time, there's only eight deputies at most patrolling the entire county. 
You think if, if mobs start coming into rural areas to loot and riot and cause mayhem, once the major cities are compromised, you think that eight sheriff's deputies are going to be able to protect a county? You think the feds are going to come in to protect us? State patrol is going to come in? Just look at national disasters. We were just talking last night. There was a, there was a tornado that hit a town in Mississippi just west of uh, Memphis. State patrol didn't come for a week and a half. FEMA didn't come for three weeks. Guess what happened during that time? Looting and rioting. People from outside coming to loot those areas because it's vulnerable. Because that's what bad guys do. That's what evil does. It takes uh, opportunity to cause mayhem. And um, so understand, this is what they're planning. And understand, look at this article from memory. Let's go to the other one about Hamas. You want to understand why there is the evil and hatred? All you got to do is the indoctrination of children to jihad, to martyr them, which is called shaheed, and to the hatreds of Jews. Those three things are completely Islamic, folks. Number one, the call of jihad, warfare against non-Muslims until they establish Islam. That is codified. Can you come back to me for a second, Dry, please? That's codified in the Sharia law manual, the Reliance of the Traveler. It's codified here under the section on jihad. It is absolutely a call to every Muslim. It's a communal call. And if you can't fight it physically, you fight it with money, with any other way to fight jihad. Number two, go back to that uh, article really quick, please, Drya. The call of martyrdom. That's called shaheed. That is absolutely Islamic. It's not just Hamas or some terrorist organization. That is the call of Islam to martyrdom. And then number three, the hatred of the Jews, as I already said. All three of these things are completely 100% found in the Quran, found in Islamic texts. They are absolutely 100% Islamic. 100%. And all of this, folks, leads to what I want to finish up with today. Let's go to the article from the uh, Washington Stand, if you can, please, Drya, on Satan doesn't want to see more people come to Christ. Keep this up just for a second, please, for like a few seconds. Satan doesn't want to see more people following Christ. Religious persecution grows globally. And when this talking about religious persecution here, folks, it's talking about Christianity and Judaism, not Islam, but Christianity and Judaism. Anti-Semitism and Christian persecution. Go ahead and come back to me, please. The article follows the story of an Iranian Christian, Dabrina Bet Tamraz. When she was eight years old in Iran, she saw a Christian pastor stabbed to death. As Christians in the Islamic Republic of Iran, her entire family have all been arrested for their faith. Her father's church was shut down in 2009. In 2017, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison for starting at-home churches, preaching in Persian and welcoming Muslim converts. In 2018, her mother was sentenced to five years in prison, and shortly after, her brother was sentenced to four months due to spreading Christian propaganda, quote-unquote. That's what the government called it, the Iranian government. She shared, there have been cases of men who've denied their faith uh, because the government said that they would rape their wives if they didn't. Tamraz herself spent time in prison in a men's detention center. They interrogated me, threatened me, questioned me, she said. I also had to agree to criminal charges against my father and other pastors. If I would not comply, they threatened me with rape or even 
execution. Then the article goes to the story of two Iranian Christian converts, Maryam Rastampur and uh, Marzieh uh, Amraziz, Amrazizadeh. They detailed in a book that they wrote called Captive in Iran, 2009, about the time they were arrested and spent time in prison um, in, for their Christian faith. And I've covered that story before. All of that to say this, that right now numerically, I want to show you a couple of images we're going to bring up. Dry, let's first bring up the one from um, Open Doors. Um, do you have, no, the map is there. Go to that first one. Okay, folks, here's Open Doors. Every year, go ahead and bring this up, please. They, 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 they publish what's called the World Watch List. You can see on the screen, more than 360 million Christians, million Christians. That is, that is about one um, fifth. There's about 2.6 million so-called Christians, although that's including Catholics. But um, so that's um, at, at least probably 20% or so, 18, 20% of actual Christians. Look at this suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. Then they publish this map. And if we can bring up this map, please, dry up. Here's the map of the top 50 countries that are persecuting and killing Christians. They just have the top five there, but you can go and look, click on the map if you want. Number one, North Korea. Of the other nine that are on the top 10, they're all Muslim countries. North Korea is number one, according to Open Doors. And then you have these other Muslim countries, Somalia, Yemen, Eritrea, Libya, Iran is on there. Of the top 50, 38 are Islamic countries. So go ahead and please come back to me. The number one source of Islamic persecution, I mean of Christian persecution, the number one source of Christian persecution that is and comes from the Islamic world. And the more that Islam rises, the more it's going to happen. Then there's another organization I want to make you aware of, another website called persecution.org. Let's bring that one up, please, Dry. Uh, right there. And this also, it's, it's from a group called International Concern, Christian Concern. They also publish, look at their list, Nigeria, number one. That's more accurate, in my opinion, than North Korea. Nigeria, keep this up for a second, please, has the worst persecution of Christians on the planet right now. I think that's a more accurate list than North Korea. You have India. Why is India on this list? Because India has about 13% Muslim population. You go, well, that's not that much. Well, when you have 1.3 billion people, that's a lot. You saw Iran, China, Pakistan, Eritrea, Algeria, Indonesia, Azerbaijan. Uh, then they list the groups, the Taliban, the Fulani, Al-Shabaab, all of these groups that are persecuting and killing Christians. So folks, this is alarming. And we need to be praying. The Bible says pray for those who are suffering. Pray for those who are being persecuted. Because what it is revealing is that the rise of Christian persecution as that vision, the prophecy of the snake, goes along with the rise of, the, of Jew hatred. And the more you see Jew hatred, guess what? You're going to see Christian persecution. They go hand in hand because both, is, both of those are of the same snake. It's the same antichrist spirit. Hate Christians, Bible-believing Christians, hate 
Jews. Because they are both called of God. Because Satan knows God has a plan for his church and for the Jewish people to bring them ultimately to salvation. And so um, it's unbelievable. And, and yet, Islam is showing its true face. Let's go to the Gateway Pundit article, please, real quick, Jaya. Islam is showing its true face. Because remember I told you that you have um, all these leftists that are right now on the streets of America and throughout Europe, uh, Marxists, again, the red-green, right? They're, they're, they're standing with the so-called Palestinians. Well, here's an interesting article. This was in the UK. Go ahead and bring this up. Uh, masked far-left activist in London is left shocked after his attempts to brainwash female Muslims as supporting radical trans ideology blows up in his face. He was asking them to support the fact that he was trans and LGBTQ. But these Muslims in London, they're now under Sharia, folks. Go ahead and come back to me, please. So they just told them very flat out, hey, in our religion, quote, you can't do that. We don't agree. What do you identify as? And he said trans. And they said, you identify as S-H-I-T, my bro. So he was left shocked that these, he, he's there standing with the Muslims. Oh, I'm, I'm standing with you. Queers for Palestine, LGBTQ for Palestine. How come you're not, oh, wait a second. You're not standing with me? Because I've told you over and over and over again. Can you quickly bring up our, our uh, two houses image, Drya? I've told you two, uh, two, over again. When Islam goes to the two houses, it will show its true colors. The lower house on the left is called Dar al-Harb, the house of warfare. They deceive. They lie about what they support. In the upper house, when they get the upper hand, Dar al-Islam, the house of surrender. That's what Michigan is now in many places like Hamtramck and Dearborn. That's what Minneapolis is. That's what uh, St. Cloud is. That's what in Maryland, near outside of D.C. That's what, these, that's what New York is. That's what these places are. They're now Dar al-Islam. And so Muslims are going to show their true colors. Just like Hamtramck banned the pride flag. They're turning on the trans LGBT community once they get the upper, house, upper hand. And here's the best one I've saved. Um, there's two videos I want to play. Um, let's first play the second one because it's two minutes. Here's a video. Uh, actually, let's bring up the, do you have the article first? The headline on the young Muslims or no? Yeah, you do. It's on to the right. Go all the way to the right there. Um, right there. So uh, here is, here's the headline. Go ahead and please bring this up. Young Muslims in Germany and Belgium say they will, they will become the majority, abolish the Constitution, and institute Sharia law. What a surprise. We've been warning you about this. Watch this video of this exchange between two individuals that are exposing Islam in Germany and these Muslims and what they tell you. Let's go ahead and um, please play this clip dry up. Uh, this video. Go ahead. Die sagen, ich will hier keine Scharia in Deutschland. Das ist Schwachsinn. Jeder, der sich in den Islam verändern. Du bist für authentischen Islam, so wie er ist. Jeder, der sich als Muslim bezeichnet, muss die Scharia wollen auf der ganzen Welt. Ich will die Scharia in Deutschland auf jeden Fall. Würdest du die deutsche Verfassung aushebeln, wenn du die Gelegenheit hättest? Wenn auf jeden du... Fall. Okay, jeden danke. Fall. Wie, wie, welche, wie zum Beispiel? Wie, wie könnte, wie könnte man jetzt aus Deutschland einen islamischen Staat machen? Wie, wie, wie zum Beispiel? Äh, 
laut den Werken ist das so, dass man, äh, wenn man in der Mehrheit ist, wenn man in der Mehrheit ist, wie Sie auch erklärt haben, ist, äh, sind wir dafür befohlen, Deutschland auch äh, einzunehmen, auf jeden Fall. Also ist es ist ein Moslem, das ist eine islamische Pflicht, auch Deutschland einzunehmen. Auf jeden Fall. Ich respektiere deine Ehrlichkeit und du bist ja gegen die Liberalen, die jetzt sagen, nein, das stimmt nicht und, und wir sollen hier in Frieden leben. Es ist eine Auseinandersetzung, wir oder ihr. Entweder ihr übernimmt uns oder wir euch. Ja, auf jeden Fall und darum äh, gibt es diesen liberalen Muslim, Mus, äh, Islam. Gibt es eine und Unterscheidung politischer Islam und anderer Islam? Jetzt ist, bin ich jetzt im politischen Islam, wenn ich sage, ich will die Scharia, dann... Ja. Nein, ich meine, äh, Islam ist doch in alle Lebensbereiche. Kannst du sagen, Islam hat in Politik nichts zu tun? Gar keinen Fall. Das ist Kuffer, oder nicht? Natürlich. Ja. Und welche ich, ich verstehe die Menschen manchmal, man, ist, äh, man will seine Religion beschützen und dann sagt man Sachen, die nicht stimmen. Ja, das mit dem Hat abschneiden gibt es nicht, etc. Mit welchen Mitteln wollt ihr die Scharia hier installieren und einen islamischen Staat machen? Mit welchen Mitteln? Ich rede nicht von Anschlägen jetzt, zum Beispiel, wenn ich jetzt hier einen Anschlag mache, hier, wo sie gerade demonstrieren. Das ist falsch. Ich rede davon, wenn die Muslime in der Überzahl ist, sind, dann, wenn es sein muss mit Gewalt... Das ist es. Das ist es. Das ist es. Danke, dass einer ehrlich ist und es so sagt. Danke. Das du bestätigst ich genau so gedacht, das. 30 Jahre lang habe ich so gedacht wie du. Ich habe, ich habe, ich habe immer mein, einer meiner Slogans in den Moscheen. Ich habe Unterricht in Moscheen gegeben. Ich habe zwei Moscheen in Berlin mitgegründet. Ich habe immer gesagt, Deutschland verdient eine satte Islamisierung. Und ich habe immer gesagt, du weißt ganz genau, dass die Scharia Scharia bedeutet vieles. Scharia bedeutet die Regelung, wie du betest, wie du fastest, wie du zur Hatsch gehst und so weiter und so fort. Die Scharia ist in jeder Moschee lebendig. Well, folks, there you have it. Everything we've been saying in our ministry for all these years, every warning that we've brought to Minneapolis, to Michigan, to parts of Minnesota, to parts of America, every warning that I've brought about what the true goal of Islam is. All these DVDs that we have in our arsenal of DVDs that we try to use to equip Americans and Christians and talk to a blue in the face with law enforcement and with elected officials to try to tell them this is what Islam is. Islam is political. Islam, there is no separation of mosque and state. Islam is Sharia. When they get the majority, they will impose Sharia. That is what's happening in no-go zones already in Europe. That is why they can... Um, arrest a guy like I covered last week for simply going and videotaping uh, the so-called Palestinian flags and saying this is terrorism and then he gets arrested. He did nothing but post it on Facebook and he gets arrested by the, by the UK police because why? That's slander against Islam. That's Sharia. That's, that's how they get you to pass hate speech laws like what Biden administration wants to do with combating Islamophobia as a national security threat. They want to claim that those who are warning about Islam factually from their sources are now a national security threat to America. You heard them say very openly what their agenda is. You heard them say, it's not just through terrorism, we're just going to become the majority and by force we're going to take you over, we're going to impose Sharia. And you heard them say, what about when Muslims say or liberals say, oh no, Islam is peaceful. Well, he says, listen, sometimes we have to lie. Sometimes in order to protect Islam, we lie. Like for example, oh, Islam doesn't teach that we have to cut off your hands or your feet. And he says, but that's a lie. Of course it teaches that. Islam doesn't teach that we have to uh, hang Uh, throw homosexuals off high buildings? Of course it does. Islam doesn't teach that, oh, uh, uh, there's no apostasy laws. Of course it does. Apostates must be killed. Those who leave Islam must be, must be killed. 
Women must be subjugated. Jews and Christians must, must be subjugated. Do not take them as friends. All of what I'm trying to warn you is what's leading to, the, to this beast, the, the snake that is rising, this antichrist spirit that Jeremiah Johnson is seeing, this antichrist spirit, which is satanic, which is demonic, Islam is one of those heads. Globalism is one of those heads. Islam is one of those heads. It's that red and green access. It's two heads, or in this case, three heads of the same beast, because part of this false spirit is to subdue true voices from within the church, to subdue the Esthers, to subdue the Mordecais. And so we got to gather Christians, equip the remnant, send them out with great boldness and fervor in this hour, folks. Because that's the only thing that's going to delay what the enemy has planned. God's intervention is going to be based upon his people who are called by his name, repenting, turning from our wickedness, seeking his face, living out the church the way it's supposed to be lived out. This Western church is not the true church. This is not the way the church was supposed to be. And so uh, please understand. And oh, by the way, one more thing I want to tell you. I said this in my meeting last night. I warned you about what's coming with AI. And I told you it is going to come time that we cannot trust the media and what they're posing. Here is an image that was captured. Uh, let's bring up the article first. The Geller Report broke this story. Adobe caught, go ahead, Adobe caught selling dishonest AI-generated images as actual photo, photos of Israel violence. All of these images, many of these images that you've been seeing that Adobe is using and the media is using is actually AI-generated. And here's one. I, I wanted to highlight one for you that we brought. Here's an image that has been circulating around the internet of Israel, the bad genocidal Israel, attacking the hospital. Keep this up, please. It's very important. Attacking hospitals and killing women and killing children. Look at the finger of this little boy. His finger, his, his hand has six fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six. It is well known in the circles that AI has a hard time with hands. So he's wearing a Palestinian, so-called Palestinian flag. Isn't that convenient? With the blood and the woman is dead, everything. But this image is AI generated, folks. And this is what we've been warning about. You've got to be discerning. Go ahead, please come back to me. You've got to be discerning about what you're hearing and what you're seeing. Israel blew up the hospital. Lie. Israel blew up amb ambulances. Lie. One ambulance, and that's because there were Hamas uh, operatives using it to go back and forth. They shield themselves. Israel killed uh, Palestinians, so-called Palestinians, trying to flee Gaza. A lie. I am not here defending everything the Israeli government does, but I am about truth. Are there innocent civilians that die in war? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's terrible. But when you are trying to ferret out mass murderers and Islamic genocidal maniacs that would rather put money into tunnels. Let's play this video real quick. I wasn't going to play it. We're way over time, but let's play this video real quick, Dry. Here's a video of a couple years back. Here's what, uh, here's the article. Let me, let me just set this up real quick. The article was about this, that um, uh, uh, 
there had been humanitarian money sent in Gaza to build uh, pipes for um, water and sewer and things like that. And here is what Hamas has done with those pipes. This is, an, this is made from Arab news. This is uh, a video that is uh, glorifying Hamas. Forgive me for the horrible Arabic music and forgive me for the, that they uh, are shouting Allah Akbar, which is a demonic phraseology. But watch this video of what they do with aid that goes into Gaza. Go ahead. So folks, there you have it. Again, more evidence of what they're doing using pipes that were used for water or sewer or for sanitation to be able to give a better life to the people, the Arabs in Gaza is being used to make rockets and missiles to kill Jews and to, to uh, free Palestine, supposedly. But really, it's about exterminating the Jews. That's why, again, they're shouting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They don't want to stay in Gaza. They don't want to stay in the West Bank. They don't want to go to Egypt. They don't want to go to uh, Jordan, which, by the way, do not want any of these Arab so-called Palestinians or Gazans. They want where Israel is living. They want Jerusalem. They want the land from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. They will not be a two-state solution. There will not be peace until the Antichrist comes and brings false peace. And so look, folks, we're doing everything I can to equip and, and bring these messages. I know it's long, but please, please, please share this link. Please send this out. Bring this warning about what's coming to America. We got to pray. We got to get on our knees and intercede and then go out boldly. Gather to scatter boldly for the faith of uh, Christ. The only thing that can, that can change the vile hatred that is coming out of this spirit and, and, and the only thing that can defeat the cobra, that, the, the snake, is the heel of Jesus, right? Smashing the head of the serpent, which is what Jesus prophesied in, in, all the way back in Genesis 3. Thank you for being with us today. If you want to support our ministry, would you prayerfully consider a one-time secure donation right here at this link, tillministry.com slash donate. We, we greatly need your help and we all are, are beginning to also look at year-end giving. So if you want to prayerfully consider doing a year-end giving, if you want to mail in a check, please go to our, uh, our website also. Here's the uh, P.O. Box, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Please make checks out to Truth and Love or Truth and Love Ministry. And then finally, if any of you are prayerfully, would prayerfully consider joining our Gideon Army of 300 uh, to, who uh, commit to regularly praying for us as a ministry and the work of the ministry and also support us on a monthly basis, any amount greater than $5 a month. We're so grateful for every single one of our supporters you are the lifeline of this ministry. You keep us going. You keep us allowing the travel. Speaking of travel, 
check out our website, tillministry.com. As you see on the screen, I have a big trip planned next week. I'm leaving Saturday, starting this coming Sunday, the 12th. I'm going to be in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho for four, five speaking events in one day, four times at candlelight and then a presentation in the evening. I'll be in Priest River, Idaho. Then I'll go to Western Washington and I have five speaking engagements in five nights. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from the 15th to the 19th. All of that is on our calendar under our events. Uh, please check it out. Get the word out if you're in those areas. Please come and see us. Continue to support us. Pastor Sean God bless you. Remember, remember folks, Thursday night, we're going to do a live Q&A session. So we're going to, I may cover a couple of topics real quick, depending on if there's anything breaking. And we're going to take your questions. So I want you to be on uh, Rumble or email questions to info at tillministry.com. If you have questions you want me to cover on Thursday night or on our Rumble chat, uh, please don't let me leave me hanging um, with dead air time. Please be ready. Send in some questions. What do you want us to talk about or answer? Uh, please ask questions and um, let us answer those questions as best as we can by the Holy Spirit. We'll see you Thursday night live, 8 o'clock Eastern for that. Get the word out. God bless you guys. Pastor Strong, Idiot. Have a blessed rest of your week.